spot. That's good. A fun time. Mm. We bought mm. a good night out. We bought criminal activity in a strip club? Never. We bought, we bought Jennifer Lopez. Hello, folks. Welcome to We Bought a Mic and Entertainment Talk Show, where every week we talk. Films, okay. TV, <laughs> movies, cinema, pop culture. Jennifer mm. Lopez? Fifty-year-old mm. Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> you gonna mm. make me act up? Mm-hmm. Mm. Cancel me, SNL. <laughs> I dare <Fun>. you. <laughs> A fun mix of fun banter and fun critical analysis. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm Ernest Calderon. <sighs> I'm grape eating Hunter Mobley, and I'm Shane Gillis. Whoa! (laughs) So anything said on this side during this hour is totally on par with anything else I've said. Yeah, we're not recording right now. We're just three guys just having fun, chatting it up, discussing how much we hate (laughs) other races popping up in our So that's another thing about the whole Gillis thing is, like, we've all said uh, pretty offensive things on this podcast. I've said plenty of offensive things. We have just somehow managed to never say a fucking slur. Like, you know, like, it's pretty fucking easy to just not say a goddamn racial slur being recorded or just be outwardly racist, not in character. You know, like. Anyway, I already popped off about it. This is a yeah, little sneak preview at our yeah, a little next in, episode. inside baseball of how we record these bad boys, but it's not in the order you might think. Mm, mm. Um, anyway, today it's we hustler are, time. We're giving you a review of these delicious seedless grapes we're eating right now. Are they tasty? Are they juicy? Find out over the course of the next hour. They're very sweet. Mm. We're talking h- hustlers. Uh-huh. Not the Rebel Wilson and Hathaway joint that <laughs> came out. That's the hustle. Yeah, this is no, hustlers. We we we're not reviewing that movie. <laughs> this is the um, how do you pronounce it? Lorraine Scarf. Lorraine? <laughs> I don't know. Lorraine Scafaria. 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 This is an who ar- you might know oh, yeah? as an actress in the amazing and super underrated movie Coherence. Yeah, she's in Coherence. Oh. Um she wrote so she's written a lot of solid movies. She wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist back in the day. She wrote Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which mm-hmm. my parents absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I love Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Um so she's been around the block. She's written her movies. She's paid her dues. And this is uh, her directing a movie and writing a movie. Yeah. So this movie, I got to say, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't really think much of it. Uh, J-Lo comes out with movies all the time that nobody gives a fuck about. Yo, second act? And I, I don't know. It, it just Just based on a surface level overview it just seems like a pretty standard movie you know i think the biggest takeaway from this whole thing is that that this uh uh scafaria uh director she is kind of the secret weapon here because this movie made by anybody else would just be another kind of average thing this could very well be it's based on a true story that is interesting enough that it didn't need to be a great movie right it could have just easily been 
just a down the a middle bankable movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and there's a lot about it that just feels very unique. And it has like a style to it, it that she brings to very it. Very much. It definitely does. I mean, if you just want to talk about some of the trailers that came on before this movie, oh, that's what this man. movie could have been. The, what's the There's an Adam Divine joint that just that's about Siri, but like Siri's horny now. It's there was oh, one about God. like how an app is going to kill you. It's like a countdown. Hey, oh, epic. I'm I'm into the movie Countdown coming soon. Also, uh, I'll little. See that. What's it called? Li- like a boss with Tiffany oh, Haddish. Yeah. My, God. I almost walked out just from that trailer. <laughs> I almost just didn't You're like, see is hustlers. This a preview for what this movie like, is going to be. <laughs> oh my God! It's called Like a Boss. Why don't you just call it like uh, Neon Cat while you're at it? <laughs> so why like, why does Tiffany Haddish has to have to like dangle over a third story? balcony in every movie and like piss herself she's really good at it it's just i like no tiffany one no one dangles like actress, tiffany <laughs> she's the best dangler in hollywood i mean at least she's getting paid anyway the i think the biggest reason why i decided that this movie was worth my time is because bo burnham plugged it mm-hmm. and he plugged it like multiple times on instagram and twitter he was like this movie is special you gotta see it, and I was like, "Well, fuck!" Yeah, Bo Burnham um, is recommending, and it. I gotta check it out. I I had not seen anything about the movie either. I hadn't seen a trailer or a review, right? Anything, and uh, for me, that made it a lot, whole lot better to watch. Me too, dude. Like there are little turns in this movie that genuinely surprise me. I mean, yeah. this is a true story. It's based off of a New York Times article piece. Yeah, New York Magazine. New yeah, York yeah, yeah, Magazine. Yeah, but I was like. There are just some moments where I was like, oh, this is what's happening in this movie? Yeah. This is what, this is the movie I'm watching right now? Because going in, I was just like, okay, it's a movie about strippers. That's all I knew. Yeah, me And too. that's all you, and if that's all you want to know, just go see it. It's a good movie. Check it out. It's, but yeah. we're going to, we're going to get into it and we're going to talk about it. And, you know, you can know some of the, de- we'll definitely have a spoiler section, uh, but we'll get into some details, but. Uh, it's just a, a movie worth recommending for sure. Um, so if we just want to dive into it right now, I'll just say that this movie, I, I had a great time watching it. Uh, the more you think about it, the more you can find things that don't quite work, but they're not things that like break the movie or ruin it in any way. Uh, overall, I just I had a great time watching it. Uh Aside from Scafaria, 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 Jennifer Lopez is, yeah, uh, just tremendous. I, like she is yeah. magnetic. I'm not saying that these movies don't exist, but I have never seen a movie where she was good. And have you never seen Out of Sight? No, you should check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I had, ne- I have no experience with liking Jennifer Lopez in a movie until now. Yo, okay, Monster in Law. Mm. The Wedding Planner. It, the Wedding Planner in which she plays an Italian woman, mm-hmm. not even a woman of Hispanic origin. That, that movie where she fucks Ben Affleck. Which one? When she was fucking him in real life. That oh one my God. is uh, Jiggly. Jiggly. 
Jiggly. Yeah, yeah great Jiggly. movie name. One of the biggest bombs in movie history. $75 million and made $7 million. That movie cost $75 million? Yeah. Just what? It's, it's known what? as one of the biggest flops yeah. of just all time. To get Benefer alone is going to run you 70K. Jesus. I think that that movie also made, it came out after they were already broken up, if I'm correct. She, I know she was al- also in, I have never seen it, but she was in Selena. And, uh, that I've was like her breakout role yeah. in the nineties. But listeners, Jennifer Lopez is a fifty-year-old woman, and there is a moment in this movie when you're introduced to her character, and I, there is not enough words that I could come up with yeah, in y- front of this microphone to describe the the chills that I got, the just. The 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 length my mouth was dropped oh, okay. to the floor. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Woo! Swerve that one. My <laughs> mouth. So um, yeah. No, I I thought that like going into this movie, I was like, yeah, isn't she like fifty? And I saw her, I was like, I must have misread that. She has to be forty. She has to just be looking great for like a forty year old. But no, she's fifty years old, which is kind of uh, stupefying seeing this movie. But aside from just her looks which i mean of course she's a gorgeous woman she gives an amazing performance here as mm-hmm. like this like very godfather-esque type character i guess godmother-esque oh lee's coming in with the white yeah. claws oh yeah now it's on a party oh a black cherry brought too. to you Ooh. by white claws let's crack it one open let's go all right, let's get it's horny like a boys. The beach. <laughs> yeah. You can finally get. This horny is now, now uncensored. Um, J Lo is unbelievable in this movie. Her performance is great. The way she looks, every every person of every gender and preference in that theater was wet. Oh, dude! And I was it also because yeah. the I don't know where even I, the wetness came from, but I was wet. The scene is is pretty extended. It's not like a quick thing. Like you see this woman spin around on the pole. Get down on the stage, bathe in yeah. the money. Very limited usage of bo- of a body double, too. Only a few shots had a body double. So it's all her. I did want to say, because a lot of movies with J-Lo throughout her career have really, like, indulged themselves in her sexuality. But in this movie, it's actually done with a purpose. And it is, I mean, without getting into too many spoilers of the movie... These are women who use their sexuality to the best possible advantage for themselves because it's all about like looking out for yourself and kind of putting past whatever is behind you and kind of just going out there and doing your thing. And we get and that she, in the in the very first scene when we're introduced to Constant Wu's character where she is just she is working. Like this is a job yeah. and it is just her job to go around this strip club and use her body yeah. to make money. By the way, uh, tracking shot. Yeah, yeah very amazing, long. Amazing long tracking shot. The, the first movie. shot of the movie, you're immediately thinking, oh, this is a lot more confident than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a very confidently directed movie. And that theme persists throughout the entire movie. Another point that I wanted to make about the direction that I feel like this movie could only be made by a female director is because yeah. it doesn't indulge itself in the... Uh, stripper sexual aesthetic uh in a way that a lot of other movies we've seen movies that try to capture this aesthetic before but it's lots of like long zooms on somebody's like voluptuous ass or something like that where in this i mean we do have some beautiful shots like that but it's never in a way this is a horrible example to make of this but just because it's on my mind because i saw it recently 
um, the movie The Nightingale, which (laughs) much more traumatizing, but it's something that we've seen a perspective of that from a man so many times that is kind of um, very surface level, where in this there is this kind of depth to it, as this is somebody else who is kind of showing off the confidence. And J-Lo, I mean, of course she's known as a dancer, but she did have to take lots of pole dancing classes for yeah. this movie. Everyone did. and yeah, I Except mean, for Cardi, she already knew. Yeah, Cardi and... <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Cardi, Cardi real quick? Okay, well, no, yeah. I want to celebrate this, actually, because Cardi and Lizzo are in this. Cardi was featured heavily in the trailer, and I was like, okay, I'm happy she's in it, but I don't want yeah. three acts of drama involving Cardi. <laughs> and she's... Her and Lizzo are both gone after the first act. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's which, great. Whew, because Cardi's very funny. Yeah, she I is. I, I don't know. She sounded like maybe you wanted to go the other way. She's a great Dion Waiters. Didn't, didn't quite work for me. Um, the th- I do appreciate her being in the film because her life like literally was this the story of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like She literally did what these women do. Yeah. She's admitted to it. Yeah. So it's almost like a nod to the well, real women. don't say admitted women. to it. Like It's like... Admitting to doing a crime or something. Well, it, it is, is a crime. It is a crime. It is, a crime. <laughs> it is admitting to do a crime. But I mean, like she, uh, I, I think that she was great. Um, again, like she was the perfect person to just come in there, have some great lines, and then she's kind of gone. Uh, I don't mean like, by, like she admitted to being a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she admitted she was. No, she admitted she did bad. You know, no, but I, I mean, don't. I don't know how much we want to spoil about the scheme. The that ends crime up that is depicted in this movie, she admitted to doing. Yeah, which For I mean, real. that was a thing that did happen in New York around this time, around the time of the stock market collapse and everything else. I thought that she was uh, really great for the parts uh, that she did. What did you guys think of Constance Wu, though? Loved Constance Wu. She is amazing, especially the scenes that flash forward. I I thought like. For example, you you always bring up um, Annihilation as this movie that like suffers. This from is a movie that, that doesn't write from that uh, framing device of like the post yeah. events well, interview. But her performance in those scenes are so fucking good that they elevate the movie to another level. Where because it's a true story, you definitely can fill in the blanks of what you know is going to go well, down. also to that point, I mean, if we're comparing this to Annihilation, Annihilation depends on the tension of people. Are they going to survive this thing where within the first five minutes of that movie, you're like, oh, okay, so that she survives. She's the only Or survivor. does so she? I, yeah, but okay. We'll get, that's that's for womp, the... Womp, the womp, womp, womp. <laughs> no, Earth, I will say, I think, I think that the uh, that Constance Wu's best performance are in those scenes with Julia Stiles, by the way, great I love Julia fucking Styles. I love Julia Styles. We stand Julia Styles on this pod. Great to see her around. I love her. Did wonder, um, and I couldn't tell if this is maybe it's just because she's on screen with J Lo, who is just so big in this movie, and you can feel the weight of her in this movie. That sometimes it almost feels like Jennifer Lopez is a more interesting character, and I want to spend more time with her than I do with Constance Wu character. Um, Not to mention that. J-Lo is just, I mean, she's been doing this for so long. Constance Wu, this is only the second major movie that she's ever been in to Crazy Rich Asians Mm -hmm. where maybe it's a little bit of the whole stripping aesthetic. Maybe it's just not being as comfortable on the screen, but I didn't feel like she was as comfortable in those scenes as she was in the flash forward. 
I yeah. think that we get better dramatic acting in this. No, you're right. You're scenes. totally right. But that didn't stick out. Well, to no, me. no, no. It wasn't. I mean, that's that's a minor thing. Otherwise, yeah. I thought that she was really well, good. Yeah, I I could imagine there being. I mean, it, of course, it's nerve wracking because she had to like learn how to strip and all this stuff and like wear no clothes. And she is the only main cast member who was not cast because she's super hot. Like she doesn't necessarily have the stripper body that anybody else in the movie has. She's, right. Uh, not in like a demeaning way, but she. She kind of fits the role in that way. Like, the uncomfortability kind of fits the character. And there's a moment early on where it's this perfect introduction to the world where we get this very brief moment where J-Lo is, like, showing her the moves on the pole and kind of teaching her how to do that. Because um, I, I, I get the feeling that the pole dancing is a separate thing than the striptease dancing where they take them to the room oh, or they yeah. just so so the girls that can do the pole dancing that's like kind of they're in a league of their own a little bit so this kind of built-in division or hierarchy that happens between these two characters that we're introduced to it creates this immediate dynamic where j-lo is the the pro the teacher the the mentor figure so, and it, it, it just works really well and, and that relationship is kicked off perfectly in that scene. And to that point, I think that this movie is just like I this is a movie. I mean, I'm, I I love this movie. I really love this movie. Um, I mean, we can nitpick it and I'm sure that we might do a little bit of that in spoilers, but this movie was just like a blast to see in theaters. And I think that. This movie actually where this tone ends up is actually great because you kind of learn that there aren't really any like perfect people in this story. I thought they did a good job of that where it could have gone full Wolf of Wall Street style, like kind of celebrating it, celebrating the uh, the criminal aspects of it. And it doesn't do that, but it does celebrate that stripping is a profession. And at one point, like they talk about like. They say some of them says the line that's just like I made more money in the last year doing this than brain than a brain surgeon yeah. and like I feel like in our culture there's so much negative stigma established to yeah. dancers and to strippers that I think this movie is amazing like there is one line in the movie from one of the guys whenever they take him to the private room and he's just like oh what did you, what did daddy do to you and it's like it's one of those but that's Ugh, literally that's yeah. what a lot of people in this country and around the world think about strippers that you have to be like come from this tortured horrible background and it's like look if you saw these women, if you know how much work it takes to like do the things that they're doing and what they make, both physically, both from a financial perspective and physically, yo, this lady could like fucking snap your neck with her thighs. Like you need to <laughs> shut the fuck up. And not that not, costs extra though. Not to <laughs> open up a whole tangent, but that point just resonates so much with the Deuce and how that show yeah. explores the porn the porn industry and how stigmatized that is, but how much humanity there is with some of these people that are invo involved yeah. in pornography. It, it's about how it's a job that can be both degrading and empowering. Yeah. Um, which is true of like almost any job. Yeah. And um, there's a line in particular at the very, very end. I think it's like the last scene of the movie that JLo says that encapsulates the whole fucking theme of this yep. movie. How and the I movie ends is I don't want to spoil it just yet, but Great we'll ending. have to go back to that because I love that line. Uh, and there's some other lines that I wrote down that I, I want to shout out in spoilers. But 
The other big point I wanted to say about JLo's character is just how menacing she is. And not just in her performance, because she really has like this sinister swagger to the way she plays this character, but also the way the movie is shot and edited and how it's just composed and put together. You get the sense that this lady is truly like capable of doing some evil shit. Well, yeah. I, think about how but you want to you want to root for her. How we first are introduced when Constance Wu and JLo first interact for the first time is that JLo's sitting outside with this giant fur coat smoking a cigarette. Beautiful and shot. And she's just like, "Oh, you didn't bring your coat?" Then just like crawl underneath my It's like literally it's a scene from like Godfather, The Goodfellas or something like that where it's just like come underneath my wing, that little was, baby bird. That was a scene I really wanted to talk about because that's very very early in the movie and immediately because this is before she even shows her the ropes you uh, you already know the relationship yep. because really really at first uh when it's just constant woo watching and marveling at j-lo along with the audience <laughs> um you're almost thinking is she is this going to be a romantic interest like is she going to be into her and the second she puts her under the coat it's like no this is very clearly more of a maternal relationship mm-hmm. yeah i that point i was thinking about this whole movie because when I walked, when, when I got home from this movie and I was thinking about it, one of the main things on my mind is how it kind of explores the camaraderie that women have with each other mm-hmm. and how the motherly instincts kick in in their friendships mm-hmm. and how that can both help and hinder the connections that they build with each other, where you really have this intertwining. That is like a double-edged sword where you all of these women like truly want to be there for each other and truly want the best for each other. But they are they become so linked together that at a certain point it starts to really become a little toxic, especially given some of the events that unfold in the movie. And it I don't know, it just it just made me think about like. This might. I don't know how ignorant it is of me to to say this, but it just seems like women have this much deeper emotional, psychological connection with each other that they can feel it. They can feel this like inner web of connectivity. Yeah, it is kind of ironic that it's a podcast between three dudes yeah. doing this whole thing because I I do think that like. It does kind of in some way uh, reflect a little bit of the inner nature of the male and the female view on stuff and not well, I mean, uh, demeaning is the wrong word for it, but like. Dudes, for the most part in this movie, are gross until we meet a character in the third act, which is the most human character in the movie. Definitely, you're right. And I love that whole part. I'll save that for the spoiler section of this, but. I mean, you really do see, especially this one specific type of guy, which is somebody who I know like 40 of these people that are, maybe they aren't like made of money like these Wall Street big shots that we see, but they're gross. (laughs) They're gross. You know, they have gross views on women and on society and everything else where, yeah, I mean, of course, there's women who also have gross opinions on things too, but like, I, I, I love how unabashedly this movie celebrates uh, all the things that like make these women who they are. Yeah, and to that point of introducing that very, very human character, like that, and then also Julia Stiles' uh, 
human quality and the way she is reacting to the story being really told. subtle yeah. acting choices that work so I well. Mean, Julia Styles is amazing in a movie that is big and yeah, bold yeah. and grand. Those scenes are a it's, really good. Like they're chaser. so so important because otherwise the movie may lean too far into celebrating the movie. But the way Julia a reacts to the story being told, and then also uh, the way that she pokes and prods at Constance Wu to get certain answers out of her that that really the movie strikes such a difficult balance with that. Like it's, it's celebrating the profession and it's celebrating, you know, the ability, uh, but it's definitely not celebrating what they did, but it also is uh, making a movie about it. Yeah. So you would think that by default to make a movie about something is in a way celebrating it, but I wouldn't say that it, it manages to really get snug and cozy in that gray area. Yeah. Where, Constant Wu's character is not a hero. No. But we do sympathize with her a lot. But we also know that she is like a pretty shitty person capable of some horrible things. Yeah. And that balance is truly outstanding. Yeah. I, that's a hard balance to strike. To strike that point where you still love and care about these people, but you can see all of the flaws yeah. in them. And it's and, not an anti hero story right. either. And back to JLo again. I found her somewhat terrifying at mm -hmm. times, this yep. woman. There's a couple shots. There's like one shot in particular where she shuts the the curtains of the private room. And just the way that whole scene is lit and the way she looks, uh, it's there, just like a sinister quality, quality to it all. And I just want to reiterate, like, that scene when she is introduced and she does the dance... <laughs> You cannot complain about not being able to do anything in your life no. when you see this fifty-year-old woman making these fucking crazy-ass I mean, moves movie on the pole. This does have just for men and women alike of all ages. This movie does have a real empowering quality to it. I did want to say uh, just before I forget, uh, the funniest thing about this movie was uh, during the end. I saw this movie with weirdly a lot of like older crowd. Um, I had I an sitting, older couple just walk out. I was sitting next to this old couple <laughs> next to me, and after the movie ended, I was sitting next to the woman, and she turned to her husband and was just like, I really like that movie, but I could have done without all the stripping. <laughs> it's like, that's the whole movie. What are you talking about? No. Um, yeah, I did funny. want to also give a little bit of, a, give a major shout out to the other two key players there in this movie. Lily Reinhart, mm. who... Our, I, she's Riverdale? From, yeah, Riverdale. Riverdale. Um, Dating Cole Sprouse. Really... Um, <laughs> She is uh, are I you, are you jealous? So I, yeah, mm. my girl, <laughs> she pukes everywhere. Um, no, are you jealous of her? Yeah, to be with Cole. I mean, yes. Cole Sprouse is um, weird. Have you ever seen him take off that hat? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. He's a um, weird guy. Lily Reinhardt was great, and also Kiki Palmer. I love. It's me so some good to Akeela see Kiki and the Palmer bee herself. Great to see Kiki. I want to see True Jackson VP. I wish that Kiki would get more roles. Like Kiki's always great. Well, in things. she's actually truly good in the movie. Like yeah, she's she's no, exactly. very funny. She's a good actress. She yeah. just doesn't. Maybe she just doesn't really choose to act that much. Maybe it's just Hollywood itself won't really cast her. But either way, I want to see more Kiki yeah. in my films. And she's looking great. Um, um, which was why, you know, part of the reason she got cast. Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> Are you hiding? Should we get into spoilers? I I have a couple complaints. I don't know if they're um, spoilery. Well, or... before we do, I want to 
say generally, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. It's gonna, it's in. It, I'm not saying it's gonna be, but re- as of now, it's in my top five. I, yeah, I love this. Um, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's truly great. This is an example of uh, one person writing and directing, and it going e- extremely right because. On the one hand, that means that you could have this beautiful harmony where the directing and the writing are working together to make something bigger than both of them. Uh, but on the other hand, a lot of the time, that just means that one person has double the responsibility that they can fuck up on. And she did such a good job mm-hmm. at both the script and the directing. I would say the directing is actually better than the script. It really is because yeah. the script she wrote could have been handed over to any just hand for hire and it would have been just a perfectly fine little movie that would have made like ten million bucks and just made its its well, I, it's a twenty million dollar budget. So it maybe it would have it would have just about broken even. It is now a forty million dollar one of the biggest success stories uh, of the new yeah the year. opening. Uh, Scott Scafar um directing is I think. Aside from J Lo, I I know that people are saying that J Lo is like an early contender for Oscars, which eh, I, I don't know. We'll see, but I think Scafaria is like the unsung MVP of she, this whole thing because the point you, you made earlier about the female gaze and how the shots in the strip clubs they don't look for the booty or the nipple. Like mm. if this movie was made <laughs> by a man, the shots would be like going everywhere just finding that ass there's not even a ton of nudity in this film i mean there's a normal amount because it's a strip yeah and even in those scenes it's more so in the background that it is like a long like it gazes at her naked nipples it's not like like michael bay like (laughs) megan fox leaning over looking at a 13 year old girl and sexualizing (laughs) her with sweat the other i mean the other aspect of that is that our our surrogate is constance Wu, and constance Wu is not looking at her body in a sexual way she's looking at it in an aspirational way she's looking at what she's doing in a way of like wow how could i do that yeah so we're not we're not watching it thinking like yeah he's horny so i'm horny you know if this was about a guy who falls in love with a stripper Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's this was also her major directorial debut uh she's written a lot like plenty of bigger movies this was her Easily her biggest movie that she's she made ever a, a very personal film called yeah, the, Meddler, the Meddler, but yeah. this didn't quite hit. to direct a movie this well is fucking huge for her career. And I will see whatever she makes next I, because she knocked this one out of the park directorially. There are a lot of uh, cho- like re- like we said, like a lot of like above and beyond choices, like, uh, particularly with like audio mixing, uh, cutting out sound, introducing it back in, non diegetic versus diegetic sound. Yeah, the music yeah. is amazing. I they perfectly capture the ta- the time period so well, which yeah. I feel like I I was actually listening to an interview that uh, she did with um, uh, Sean Finnessy on the Big Picture podcast, where she talks about the how budget the, uh, the budget it, and yeah. a lot of people really want like she could have sold this movie off to somebody else to make it but she didn't want to cut corners on this thing and it worked out amazing for her um i am i can't wait for anything else she's done she's attached to a few different projects on imdb the biggest one of those being writing a screenplay for bye bye birdie wow um, hey. Which I she, also isn't she, she attached to soul to the pixar movie no not on IMDb right now. I don't see that. She's also attached to uh, do a screenplay for this movie called Summer of Love, an animated movie that she briefly talked about called Jersey Crabs. 
Um, I, but according, I am, according to Wikipedia, she is attached to right soul. Well, don't see it wow. on IMDb, so it's not official. Um, I did want to also give a little bit of a shout out. This movie has a ton of like that guys and that gals yeah. in this cast. Oh, yeah. Um, we got to go off specifically, on. Specifically, uh, really wanted to shout out. The Bones are their money? Well, are you going to talk about like him? Tim Robinson a, is in this movie. No, the no. guy, the other oh, guy in the, the band other, is yeah, in this okay. movie. That guy he's is one in of this the marks movie. that they. Oh, yeah, I he's thought that guy looked fucking familiar. He's in this movie. Um, also, great uh, year for Asian grandmothers in a uh, Y Ching yeah. Ho. Yeah, really awesome grandmother. She has an amazing scene during a Christmas party that, like, I absolutely loved her in this. Um, we have, uh, let me pull up his name cause I'm not even p- positive what his name actually is. John Glazer, you might recognize from Parson Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah. Um, UCB guy been around. Yeah. No, there's G easy was in this movie. Um, also, Yay. uh, m- Oh, that I think, guy! That guy was also on Girls. So that's uh, where I know him from. Also, really? uh, yeah. Oh, good for him. Mercedes Rule, who I knew that I recognized her, but I could not place it in the theater. She plays a teacher on Big, mm-hmm. in the movie Big, the Tom Hanks movie. She's also in Last Action Hero. If you guys have ever seen that, so great acting, great, great actress. I who want, plays a mom. I want to talk about the big, the big cameo. Uh, and spoilers. Yeah, so should we, we get the spoilers? Yeah, let's go to spoilers so we can talk Any about the thoughts? best cameo of the year. <laughs> All right. Spoilers for Hustlers. Go see it. It's a good time. It's Su- a great movie. Support this kind of movie, you know, mid-budget, uh, original-ish filmmaking, female I, filmmakers. She might not get nominated for uh, Oscar, but this is the most lock of all locks that J-Lo will be nominated for Golden Globe. Yeah. Without a doubt, because Golden Globe is will all about go, getting their stars. Will it go for comedy? I think... It could. Uh, it's I, a funny movie. I could see it going for comedy, even well, though I actually, think it's more of a drama. Is supporting? I don't think supporting. Supporting is it. no, no, no. Supporting yeah. is, but it could still win something. Yeah. Like if it, it could be nominated for uh, that. It could also even get some love for adapted screenplay because mm-hmm. this is that. adapted from a story. I yeah. mean, we just had Argo did that a few years ago. All right, spoilers for Hustler starting now. And I want to make. Let's love. talk about the usher. <laughs> <in this quote. laughs> Great song, it was by the way. So good, awesome this song. I, I blew my fucking mind. At first, I was like, "Man, they got an actor to play usher for this thing." I was like, "Oh my well, god, they first, got fucking usher." We have Lizzo run into yeah. the room. <laughs> They're ushers here. They all run out. Usher walks into the club, loving this club, blasting in the club, and all the girls are on the stage dancing. I got chills. I that got was, fucking that chills. That was a beautiful. It was a beautiful scene too, because it's like you never see all of them in one shot, except for that when they're just all dancing yeah. for Usher. That's something that's so specific that it had to be true to the story. This had to happen. I mean, we can. I mean, that sh- no, I would. Usher went I would wager to say club. that it's definitely in the New York Magazine piece. Oh. That that well because um, the other thing that makes that scene great is that it's preceded by her saying that was this was the last good day yeah that mm-hmm. I remember and then you're like wow better be a fucking good one and Usher <laughs> show, it was the best in oh eight that's the best day that could happen Just, is Usher showing up to your strip club the way the shot is composed of all these women on the stage and Usher just enjoying it I was like I'm in fucking heaven right now <laughs> this is amazing. I just want to watch Usher in a strip club <laughs> for the rest of my I time. I was enjoying that moment. I was savoring every frame of that whole thing. And 
I don't know. It could have it could have been that. It could have just been J Lo just calling in a favor, you know, because yeah, she is a producer one, on this. One thing that my girlfriend said when we were watching it, she kind of turned to me during that scene, and she, like when J Lo was like right next to Usher, she's like, "They're probably friends," <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably right. It's true. I mean, it's J Lo and Usher. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that yeah, that is funny. Okay. That. Honestly, this might be like the f- my favorite moment in the whole movie. I loved it that much. It's iconic. Like, it's it was so good, so so good. Especially because of the fact that like this is a little bit of a period piece. You know, mid two thousands is now technically a period piece, and just Usher and that song and that moment is just it's so perfect. It's so perfect. And then this is what I was alluding to about me being like, oh, this is this kind of movie. Where the recession hits mm-hmm. and the Wall Street crash happens. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that this was what this yeah, movie was It's going to be a whole narrative. And we get the, the big chunk, middle chunk of this movie devoted to telling the story of how the glory that is built up in the first act all comes crashing down. Yeah. And the reason why they start drugging people mm-hmm. and stealing their money is because people stop coming to the club after the recession hits of 2008 and i don't know that was probably in the trailers i'm sure it was i didn't see the trailers but that was just like this big surprise for me that is one of the reasons why i don't like watching trailers because you get these little moments of surprise yeah, i was really surprised. I, I, I really love that yeah because like you said didn't know it was coming i just loved that we go from the juxtaposition from one scene to the next of we have Usher coming in there and the club is so fucking Such packed. a high. Like, people can't even, like, fit to, like, stand there on their own. And then, like, the very next scene is them in the strip club and there's, like, 12 yeah. dudes scattered yeah. around. Yeah. Brian Williams place. breaking the news. Yeah. On the <laughs> Man. Shouts oh. out. Um, oh, he was he was me too, right? No, he or ju- no, he, no, said, he, he lied on. He just about lied getting ab- shot yeah, down in a helicopter in Iraq. I'm thinking of Matt Lauer. L- Matt Lauer, yeah, got me too, but or me too himself, we should yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's incredible. That whole narrative is great. It sets the stakes, and then uh, by the time that we are reintroduced to J Lo, and like we we find out about the specifics of this scheme. I initially I was like really uneasy about it. I was pretty like I was like, oh, this is pr- really brutal what they're doing. Like this is, you know, people could die, et cetera, et cetera. And then I took a good hard think of uh, all of the infinite movies that just uh, unabashedly glorify murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't compared to those. This is nothing because also by the end of it, it does is not glorifying what happened at all. You know what right. I mean? Um, that's like where I ended up on it. And my, my biggest, wait, finish what you were going to say. Uh, I was just flying by the seat my, of my pants. My, uh, <laughs> and my, Ernest. my biggest complaint is in this portion of the film where we get one too many montage of them at the bar alluring men. Yeah. Like that's... we had already gotten so many montages earlier on in the movie of them like absolutely slaying it at being strippers and it's like, yeah, we're so good at stripping. Whoa, we're so good. We're so sexy. This is awesome. And then once we get to that latter chunk of the movie and we get all these uh montages of them drugging the men, structurally like story-wise, I I liked it because of the themes that are explored. But 
just the way the movie is constructed in that part, I just found it a little bit tiresome. I was like, okay, I, I get it. it. A like, lot of can dudes. we just can we just move on to the next well, thing? Okay, so it just I, felt a little bit tiresome. I I I understand what you're saying. It didn't bother me because I think this movie like it just has a very magnetic pace to it. Like it's just. It just is always moving, and I really enjoyed that thing. I just felt but, like it was moving a little bit too much in that part. Uh, that, and I think that's a fair criticism of it, especially because like some of the montages that we have earlier, it's the established like these are the three main type of Wall Street Wall Street dudes that you can see. And seduce. I love like, that. the lower tier, like this Such schlubby guy, but you make him like fall in love with you, and he'll give you every penny that he has, and then like the big yeah. shots. I loved all of that. Um, you know what? That's fair. I do think that I definitely noticed. That I was like, man, we're going back to this bar again. Like, yeah, geez. and it's like the same. <laughs> it's, it's the seat. same. The same bar. Like, the same seats. They must have some arrangement. No, with well, they the do because they. She like snaps and like, like they know what's going on, but they're also making like ten thousand yeah. dollars in a night, so they can't afford to slip the bartender a couple hundred bucks. And to, that was, you know, this. Like we keep saying, the filmmaking, the direction is so damn good in this movie. I was hoping for like a little bit of some switch up during this because it's always like whip pan, whip pan, whip pan, same type of shot in the same spot. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, but we did have I, one of my favorite directed scenes in this movie is the drug making scene. I thought that mm-hmm. that was made. It yeah. looks so beautiful. It literally reminds the closest thing is Breaking Bad of mm-hmm. them making yeah. the meth and stuff because it's just like you see the art of them like actually preparing this drug of crushing it with the mortar and pestle and then yeah. bubbling water and setting it on top and then baking it and like and trying all try, these different they, they things. Taste it. Yeah, like that's they pass out. <laughs> I love very funny all of that. That it was just it, the direction and that whole sequence was amazing. Yeah, I mean. So many, I think you're actually right about what you said, but so many directorial choices really blew me away, uh, particularly later on in the movie uh, when the audio cuts out when Constance Wu turns off the tape recorder. Yeah. It cuts out until she exits. Well, right until before she that, the, the audio that we're hearing looks like it is a tape recording. Mm-hmm. D- did you guys notice yeah. that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it was kind of a little bit yeah. fuzzy or That's something. such an like interesting yeah. choice to do that. Yeah, so that turns off. And then we also hear uh, phone conversation audio later on. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of o- amazing audio choices. And obviously we already talked about the music cues, which are fucking killer. Can we talk about the Britney song and the car dealership real quick? Ooh. Awesome. I love that. Very funny. Yeah. So the yeah, J Lo's saying that Britney is her jam. I was like, okay, that is so yeah. I mean, that's Britney's like you're my jam, J Lo. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, back in the you know in that year, getting an Escalade and playing Britney was like the coolest shit. Yeah, and you then could it cuts do. to the car salesman, and they're like, Whoa. yeah, they're like horny. <laughs> This movie was a lot fun. We should have mentioned it in non-spoilers. This is a really funny movie. Yeah. Yep. Um. I, there were some a couple of things that didn't quite land for me, but then there were things that I laughed at that nobody else in the theater did. Well, so it was like a kind of a trade-off. I think that this movie actually, I mean, I talked about it earlier, but I think that the tone of this movie, that it walks the line between comedy and drama in an amazing way. Like, So we were talking about the most human person that's in this movie. I think his name is Doug. It was Doug or Greg. It's like a bleep. No, it's Doug. Yeah, Yeah, it's Doug Doug bleep, which is another great audio choice, by the way, Um, bleeping bleeping his name. So, Doug, whenever we see him, and that reaches the point in the movie where we're kind of turning against J-Lo, and just like, man, maybe she's just like kind of this money-hungry monster in a way that she just doesn't even mind drugging all these people. And we see this guy who is just kind of like 
this down on his luck kind of schlubby guy who has this autistic son and his wife left him and like he just wanted to go out just for like a night of fun to basically get his mind off of everything mm. and then he gets sucked into all this and gets ten thousand dollars taken from me he's like i can't make my mortgage payment now right like that i thought well they use the company where, card too that was where the movie made yeah he got let go from his job because they maxed out his company card and that really hit me in an emotional way because i was just and I think that it pays off even better because at first it was like, oh, it turns out J-Lo is actually the bad guy. But she isn't even that bad of a person. For I mean, a lot of the things that she's doing, like, she is stealing money, but a lot of it is stealing money from, like, rich pieces of yeah. shit. She just goes way overboard. And they do a good job. And she gets fucking risky hires, like, it. the meth head. Yeah, she starts making risky choices. She gets too cocky. Oh, yeah. As soon it's as a classic they, criminal story. As soon as they yeah. introduce the the cokehead chick, mm. it's like, okay, yeah, here we go. I this wonder is... who's gonna fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and that actress, you know, she gets she gets a little bit to do. She does a good job with oh, it. I, yeah, I enjoyed her. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, J-Lo's daughter, you know, that's such a small little piece, but it's key to understanding her character where she is a stripper and she is a criminal, but she's not doing it for herself. She's doing it for her daughter. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I also love that it's a very small choice, but they didn't have it where she's like hiding from her daughter what she does. Right. She isn't just like, I have to go like go be a waitress at the diner or something well, like that. And maybe, I mean, yeah. even like, I mean, it's, I, Maybe I'm just left to assume this, but maybe even like Destiny, Constance Wu's character later on, obviously her grandmother has to know that she's not just like working right. at a diner. Like Handing she has to have let cash. her know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she hangs out with all the strippers yeah. at the Christmas party, which was great, by the way. She's like, I, wow, you guys are the hottest diner I actresses actually, I've ever I think seen. It was, I think it was maybe too long. The Christmas, oh, the Christmas scene? Yeah. Uh, I want to I talk it was, about this it was scene. A I love that scene. I love that scene so, so much. This scene, uh, it gave me some weird vibes. I don't know exactly why. Maybe it was seeing J-Lo in a Santa hat. Some that, real Santa baby vibes. It, it just it struck me as like Harmony, Harmony Corinne's version of a Hallmark Christmas movie <laughs> where it became like... I like that. You know how like Hallmark Christmas movies are like selling Christmas as a brand? But then this scene was kind of shot like this, like hazy, like artsy yeah. way. So it it just kind of it was it it just felt weird. Well, to me, it was the second act's version of the Usher scene. First of all, where it's like this is a, as good as it gets, and you know it's about to get worse. Um, and then also, it it also served as a way of getting the audience back on board with like why we like these characters because a family. We, we had just seen a good chunk of the movie of them doing horrible things. And then we see that the family that is providing for them uh, and the sense of community that is giving all of them. And we were sort of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. I no. And I, that's why I thought that that scene was important because we even like having the grandmother there to like it's the two families blending together and like reaching this harmony together. I didn't like the, the fact that the coat was real chinchilla. <laughs> I'm calling PETA right now. They're I'm going to go ahead and make a guess and say that that's not real chinchilla. That they're using? Um, no, I I actually wouldn't be. Sh I mean, I guess J Lo is just like I got a chinchilla jacket in my closet. I'll just yeah. How many legacy. chinchillas that they have to kill to make that coat? I mean, yeah, that's, that's why those are so expensive. But that Yikes. scene is followed up by like the real like 
emotional gut punch of this whole movie, which maybe you're right. Maybe it is the same thing as the Usher thing. Kind of, it's just repeated in the third act as opposed I'm, to the first. Yeah, I'm, the I'm not act, saying that in a negative way. Like they, we need it is that. that that happens, and then we have the uh, dude who just who got fucked up and decided to jump from his mm-hmm. second story balcony oh, into the pool. Yeah. That was and then not wild. being able to contact J Lo. That whole sequence. Into taking the, daughter Wu, to taking the daughter to school in her stripper outfit with, with blood, blood on her. Oh my god! And like, I love that. So Wasn't much tension. It's just mm-hmm. you see the other parents like looking over yeah. at her. Like, Another oh, long god. tracking shot that mm-hmm. works. Exactly and then yeah, she perfectly. runs into the house, then across from, the street. Yeah, and then from after that, all of that, school. from all of that into the school and everything else from that into her walking into her grandmother's house to seeing her grandmother oh, dead. Fuck. Like that was just a. Uh, amazing gripping seven minutes of a movie also the fact that they you know going back to j-lo's daughter and that whole theme being uh, brought up the fact that they let that bleed over into constant Wu's character it it adds this interesting wrinkle to it where yes you get the sense that these women are being good mothers and they're looking to provide for their children for their daughters but I also get the feeling that they made so much money stripping mm. that it's like a drug that they can't. Well, quit. it's it, you know it's Walter White. It's every it's most criminals. It's, yeah, every yeah. You eventually, can say that it's tired, but also one, this is based on a true story, and two, yeah, that's also just how all criminals act. Yeah, that's like just it, how it works. Like if you if you're a good criminal, like most of the time, eventually you get too cocky and you become a bad I, criminal. I want to bring up one of my favorite quotes in the whole movie. I feel like this might prove to be like a, a good rewatchable because of oh, some yeah. of the quotes in the script. I'm going to go see this movie again this weekend. <laughs> th- this is a line that Constance Wu's uh, character says where she's uh, freaking out a little bit about the fact that JLo's bringing in these outsiders yeah, these to, to help him out. And she says... We're breaking the law. We can't work with criminals. And I just I just love that little mm-hmm. line cuz it's it feels like a throwaway thing. Yeah, but, but it's, it just it's like a great it, line. Yeah. It encapsulates that whole character where you get the sense that she truly doesn't feel like she no. is doing anything wrong. Yeah, because it's it's a gradual escalation and every criminal thinks that they're doing it for a good reason. Yeah. Uh, that's a great line. It also has comedic value. Mm-hmm. Truly, there's a lot of, like you said, there are a ton of great yeah. lines. I mean, everything about this movie is rewatchable. It has a great energy to it. Um, I want to jump to the end. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. I did want the to, I just, pulled up, I just pulled up the best line, which I will say, usually I kind of hate when a movie ends when somebody states the theme of the movie to you. Yeah. That usually really, like, just... Right, yeah. like kind of drives me a little bit crazy, just because I'm like, I watch if the movie. If I have a milkshake and you have a milkshake, and my straw reaches all the way across the room, what are you quoting? And starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. That's not the that's not the last quote of this movie. What is that? Say. There will what be blood. That? Oh, that is. Oh, oh that is there will be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No. Fuck. <laughs> um, but the That's very great, that, the, yeah. the very last shot of this movie is on uh, Ramona, uh, J-Lo, and she says, it's all a strip club. You have people tossing the money and people doing the dance. 
and it sums up the story of America this in that America. one line. Like, that's everything. That's what you're doing every day that you fucking go to work and you're like menial, you're minimum wage, customer service pole. job. You're on the pole. If you're the person who's going out where, somewhere to a restaurant, you're the person throwing the money and they're the ones doing the dance. It's all of life summed up in that quote. And it is so good. And I love and I the, loved everything the whole about that. movie. It doesn't feel cheap to say it at the end because it's such a good, like, effective button yep. at a movie that's been executed so well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, the way it really ends is also great too. The way, like, it every it, character gets yeah their ultimate fate that yeah their ultimate fate, which is you know on like a classic you know Ramona ended up doing five years of parole. Oh well, yeah, and then interspliced with picture like fake paparazzi shots mm-hmm. of them leaving the police station. That was great. Uh, I was surprised with how little consequences they faced in real life. Yeah, they got like weekend jail time. But I mean, it's like it's like the cops said at the end of the movie: not a lot of men would step forward right. and admit that the they've shame. been fleeced by strippers. Yeah, because I mean, that is that is like kind of one of the things that's fueling them is that at the end of the day, most of the people that they're ripping off are millionaire Wall Street people. Who are married and have kids and don't want to destroy their families. Yeah. And that actively sold shitty stocks to people knowing that yeah. they yeah, were there's empty. that whole thing. Yeah, where they're like they're fucking over it has like this whole Robin Hood aesthetic to them yeah. where they are like stealing from the rich and giving to themselves. Well, you know who is also attached I, to this movie is Adam McKay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. right. I I'm saw that. Mr. Big Short. Yeah. Like the it the way it plays into the movie's theme is great. Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely thought that that I I loved how that was framed in this movie. Like that kind of just goes back like this movie just walks the most delicate of lines where it could have come down really hard on one side or another. But it doesn't really. At the end of the day, you're like, yeah, nobody is really a good yeah, person. Yeah, everyone in the whole thing sucks. Everybody is kind of everybody is flawed in some kind of a way. Some people are taking advantage of their flaws in the same way that people on Wall Street are taking advantage of their things yeah. and just like we're gonna and make also, a quick nut doing this. And also like even Julia Stiles is just a fucking little rich girl who doesn't know actual struggle. Yeah, that right. uh, yeah. That, that was, was a great conversation yeah. too, where it's like, what would you do for a thousand dollars? Uh that that is a good point and that's why it, most criminals do what they do. It's not like there are a ton. I mean, that's why white collar criminals are the fucking worst <laughs> because they don't even fucking that, need to. That reminds me of another uh, uh, part of the screenplay that I really, really loved, which is the fact that Constan uh, Wu, she lives with her grandmother and not her mom. Like that sort of gap that exists in mm-hmm. her life. And that we it find just out speaks volumes, and how we find out what happened to her in the third act. Yeah, yeah. that we, yeah. you know, it's a classic uh, final reveal of like, oh, that's why she's like kind of fucked. And, and it also makes her, sense why her daughter, and also her daughter, her da- her, the father of her daughter is some other piece of shit. Yeah, he's yeah. out of the picture. And I mean, I that also you don't again you don't learn it till the third act, but that's why Destiny is so receptive to. To Ramona being her maternal character. Oh man, that moment at the very end. I love that whole thing because that's a moment yeah. when you realize like J Lo isn't like a bad person. Like, yeah, I mean, she's done some like sketchy bad things, but she isn't a bad person. She still loves these people, and these people are her family. Whenever she realizes that Destiny ratted them out and was taking the plea deal at the end, she doesn't just like 
curse her out and storm off or anything. She like, because she's just like, I have to do this for my kid. Like, I cannot lose my child. This is like yeah. the only thing that I have. And she gets everything it. that she's ever done has been for her child, and she gives her a hug, and then she like storms away because she knows like. They can't be close after this. Like yeah. they are still going to exactly. face like some kind of major jail time for this. But they don't hate each other. It it, it was a very non movie well, moment in this movie and that it's all, I loved. There's also the moment where uh 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 what's her name? Dorothy not Dorothy. Uh Destiny. Destiny Dorothy. <laughs> well no, she calls her Dorothy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think right. that's her actual name. Uh when she's on the phone with um the dude that is like gonna investigate them and she starts to like really empathize with with what he's telling her and ramona just goes for the fucking phone yeah. and tackles yeah, her starts basically beating her mm-hmm. up to get her to stop talking to him and again with my whole thing about her being fucking menacing is like holy shit at the end of the day if she needs to protect herself she will fucking protect herself mm-hmm. doesn't mean she doesn't care for destiny and doesn't care about her and her daughter and all that, but she's got to look out for herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this whole movie was like everybody is hustling in their own kind yeah. of way is what this We're movie all is. Drugging like, dudes. <laughs> like every on, time that me. we get up and choose to go to our work, we are trying to live in the hustle in some kind of a way. I yeah. feel more woke because of this movie. <laughs> I strip every day. Mm. I take my clothes off. If you're I still sticking with us dance. with three dudes talking about a movie about women empowerment, then thanks for hanging around. I think I think that's that about does it. Do we have any final thoughts uh, on Hustlers? Love the movie. There's not a single aspect of the movie, uh, like a category that, that, for example, that you would give an award that is bad. Every single aspect of it is at least good. Right. That's, I, I Which did want to say... Very impressive. I did want to say that about it, was that I think that this movie... In a lot of ways, it's kind of perfect for what it is. I think that any problems you can poke at it are in the story that it stems from itself. But I think that's pretty flawlessly executed when it goes I mean, to the screenplay, yeah. the direction, the acting. Yeah, and like I said, the in pacing. Per- in particular, uh, the editing I would say is near perfect. Oh my god, it's the editing so well edited. Uh, sound design unbelievable. The aesthetic of the movie is great. Uh, like everything about the movie is at least good, and a lot of it is really great. This is a truly awesome movie. It's I a, love it. it. You're right that it is very rewatchable. Like I am definitely going back to see this movie like next week. I think like I cannot wait to see this movie. I think again. personally, I would have liked a version of this movie that was a little bit more sexy. Uh, no, not sexy, <laughs> but like harrowing and like uh, kind of would dive a little bit more into the drama and like the the I mean it is based on a true story so they can't deviate too much from what happened but I think that the movie goes more for like the flashy fun cool factor than like the serious dour uh consequence filled angle and and that's just a personal take I still really really like the movie uh i'd probably say i loved parts of it for sure um but you know after thinking about it there are some things that kind of like 
flow out of my mind that didn't quite stick as much as they would if they would have had a little bit more of a punch to it. But there are parts of the movie that do have a punch to it, for sure. And we've talked about them, especially the performances. Yeah. And ultimately, this movie is already alienating a good amount of people by being so sexual. Yeah. Um, and making it more dour would alienate more people. And yeah. this movie ultimately is a profitable movie. This is a product and... For what it set out to achieve, I think it did exactly. You're right. You're I, right. And and it is a hit. It, it is, is a hit. Yeah. It's making money. Everyone in my theater liked it, and I was in a full, very full theater. Yeah. Yeah, no, the theaters, I mean, this movie has been getting, like, it's, my showing was almost fully packed at, like, 6 o'clock on a Monday yeah. afternoon. Well, so it has this, the basic King pole, Buzz. and then I, it's also good on top of that. I do that's think rare. that I, I well I do think like that that could have been a movie choice to make it uh, focus a little bit on the drama. I think that and I think that there is a version of this movie that could do that and could do that well. I think that you might sacrifice a little bit of the pacing of this movie, which yeah. I think that the mo- the pacing of this movie is so punchy. It's an hour and fifty minutes, and it yeah. is just a breeze to get through. Um, I think it's one of the things that I can't wait to rewatch about is because it's so breezy. Well, yeah, I mean, despite it, it dealing with very serious issues. Well, yeah, but because of that, I mean, that's why it reminds us of like Scorsese movies, like mm-hmm. A Wolf of Wall Street, and also apparently like, Scorsese was approached yep. to make this. He was oh, approached totally to make this, and uh, I I don't remember if it was McKay or who it was that came up to him, and they were pretty much just like, yeah, we, I hope that Scorsese passes on this, so, so you she can, can make it. it. Yeah, another <laughs> movie that you can draw a lot of comparisons to is I, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yep. is another Scorsese-esque yeah. flick. Yeah, and has uh, quite an energy I think it. that this movie does less Scorsese karaoke, though, than a movie like I, Tanya. Which, yeah, it's don't not as me, overt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'll take Scorsese karaoke over, like, 90% of movies. That's not really even a knock against I, because uh-huh. I really love that movie, too, but I... I I love this movie. There's actually really a lot it. of similarities between this and I, Tanya, with yeah. the whole like mm-hmm. true crime sort oh, of yeah. feel. Um, from a woman's perspective, yeah. when these stories are vast majority of the time from a man's perspective. Yeah. Uh, but I actually might like this movie more. And really? I and, and I was you're a big yeah, you're a big I was, I, was, I was real high on I, Tanya, but I I mean I love this movie. I don't think that there's Hell yeah. I don't think there's anything that you could feasibly, from a business perspective, change about it that would m- not bite into profits and it's still a great movie despite that so nobody put hustlers on their uh film <sighs> fantasy didn't think team. it would be very good i well, uh, i thought that it, it got buzzed but like i didn't think i i had a pretty decently high expectations for it going in and it's still like pretty much blew those I, away i will be tracking the point values for all the movies that nobody picked oh uh, okay. for the Damn, fantasy you were film going league. all in on this and thing. uh so far the goldfinch is in the lead <laughs> with zero points <laughs> <laughs> Man, we should yeah we will not be doing uh, a review of the <laughs> why goldfinch didn't we watch that <laughs> we should we have watched that instead of hustlers all right well we love to see it we love to see j-lo we love to see usher i want to make love in this club yeah hey um, Great song. Let us know what I'm you thought of Jenny Hustlers. From the block. Yeah, big booty. Yeah, have you guys seen the video for that booty song with J Lo and Iggy Azalea? Oh no, 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 yeah. No, no. It's like big booty, big booty, big booty, and it's just like their booties. Igloo the Australia. Time. I hate her. I mean, yeah, that's no. She sucks. Fro- I'm frozen <laughs> take. <laughs> <laughs> She's bad. We, we all hate her. Uh, all right. Well, keep it real. Keep it hustly. Keep it wabammy. Let us know what you thought of the film. At We Bought a Mic on Twitter, Instagram, 
and email us with anything you'd like to let us know or ask us. Maybe send us a voice audio clip. If you email us a voice audio clip, we will splice it into the show and give you a shout out and answer your questions. Um, just make sure you're not um, Shane Gillis. If you are Shane Gillis, <laughs> just come on to the show. Come on, yeah. come on the show. Yeah, come we'll on down to Orlando. Yeah. We'll be, free. I mean, we can host the meeting between Shane and Andrew Yang. Thanks yeah. for coming yes. on, Shane. Next week we'll have Drew back again to talk about yeah, daddy yeah, yeah, issue yeah. ridden Brad Pitt mm-hmm. in uh, space. Women. We will we will have Shane Gillis on to review uh, Louis C.K.'s new stand up <laughs> on his favorite movie. I love you, Daddy. On on the exclus- blue collar comedy tour revived exclusively on Wabam Max. Plus, maximum <laughs> unlimited A <laughs> list forever. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I see you riding. Your kid, you was right. We just get started. Yeah, man. You say you're searching for somebody.